Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. So Psalm 6511 says the following. It says, you crown the year. Now remember what we said. We got about 60 days left, but we deal with a God that's outside of time. And he has authority over all time. So there are things that he could make happen in your life that, that are incredible. This is why we still want you to believe. He says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Your, I'm gonna say this to you again because I want you to get this into your spirit that he, God Almighty, God himself, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you feel, his word supersedes your feelings, amen? His word is truth, his word is life. His word can bring life to every dead situation. He said, I am still going to crown your year with goodness. And he also says that my paths plural, they are literally dripping with abundance. I will declare it to you again. He said, I am going, if your crown is crooked, I'm going to straighten your crown out. He said, I'm, I'm going to crown your year with goodness in every path that I lead you on, it is literally dripping with abundance. I even hear the Lord saying that there's a word in Proverbs. He says, the way that I lead you in, there's strength there. So every way that I lead you in, you will develop a sense of strength because I led you in that way. He said, lead me in what? The paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So that means that God is still going to get the glory out of your year. That's why you need to hear it. Because when you hear it, you can believe it. And when you can believe it, you can begin to live by faith. Somebody say, he is going to crown my year with goodness. And every path drips with abundance. Come on. You got to declare it again. He is going to crown my year with goodness. And every path drips with abundance. Now I want you to still yourself. I want you to still yourself and allow the peace of God to come over every situation. I want you to still yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to deal with everything that's dealing with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the release of the Holy Spirit. You said you are beautiful for situation. You said you will perfect everything that concerns us. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we welcome the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings insight. He brings revelation. He brings guidance. He brings truth. He brings comfort. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome the Holy Spirit into every situation in our lives. We welcome the Holy Spirit into our spirit, into our mind to control and settle us, to give us peace in the name of Jesus. May the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, O oh God, and may we know the hope of our calling this morning in the name of Jesus. We release angels. 
We release angels. Come on, we release angels con around everything concerning us, uh, around our families, around our situations, around our possessions. We release the angels of God to do their bidding in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen, 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 amen. and amen. Now, here's the first thing that I want you to, to understand. We love God because he first loved us. First John 14, first John 4, 19 says, for those of you that are taking notes, we love God because he first loved us. I want you to understand today that God came looking for us. I want you to understand, Brandy, that God took the first step to love you. You didn't take the first step. God took the first step to love you. He might have sent somebody strange. He might have sent somebody weird who looked like they were out of touch with reality to prove to you that he loves you. Am I talking to somebody this morning? God does not stop taking the initiative to love you once you are saved. He is still, even if you are saved, he is still on the hook. Y'all better talk to me today. You can't enter in your moment if you don't know how much God loves you. The Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God. So you have to understand his love for you. God does not stop taking the initiative to love you once you're saved. So I mean, when he saved you, he didn't stop. He initiated it. He, he's starting to grow you up, but he's going to continue to love you. Somebody talk to me. Now watch this, I wanna hear somebody. Our job is to be loved by God. Our job is to be loved by God. Some of y'all talk your job was to just do some work. No, your job is to be loved by God. So what does he come to do? He comes to fill your life. My God, fill your life with hope, with faith, and with love. He wants you to not only be full of it, he wants you to overflow with hope, with faith, with love. God's language, y'all better talk to me this morning. God's language is love. Don't you sit and be quiet on me. God's language is love and he adores us so much because he wants our adoration. You might say, well, why did God call me out of that? Because he loves you. Why did God pick me up my feet and turn me around? Because he loved you. Why did God keep you in your right mind? Because he loves you. Why did God heal you from that sickness? Because he loves you, period. That's why the scripture says, God is love. God is love. Y'all better talk about that love life. God is love. You can go through the worst situation of your life, Bishop, and still realize God is love. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? My children might be messy. My marriage might be messy. But God still is Ah, 
I feel the spirit. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 9 through 11. He says this. He says this. Stay in the spirit because this thing is deep today. I'm telling you, this thing is deep. I never saw the connection. Isaiah 55, verse 8. Watch this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Now watch this, watch this. Remember what I said in the beginning. He will lead you in the paths. His way is better than your way. Watch this, watch this. His thoughts are better than your thoughts. Somebody talk about higher order thinking. He said, my, my, my thoughts are, Michael, are higher than your thoughts. Oh, y'all hearing me? Watch this. Watch this. I'm talking about God. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about God. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as, watch this, the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Watch me, Andrew. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. For as the rain, as the rain, as the rain, as the rain. So he's, watch this. He's going to do something in your life, elder, that is synonymous with as the rain. He's saying as the rain, as the rain, as the rain. That means he's going to pour out as the rain. So as the rain comes down and as the snow from heaven, and it does not return, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud that it may, Jesus, that it may give seed to the sower, watch this, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void, but it shall succeed. It shall pass the test. It shall accomplish. Watch this, watch this, Marva. It shall accomplish not what you please. My God. God, why didn't it happen yet? Not what you please. But it shall accomplish God it shall accomplish what 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 I please ah. and you and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it for you shall he talking about you for you shall go out with peace the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing. Are y'all here? Selah. Father, let this word penetrate us. Now watch this. Watch this. We return. Now remember I said the word is going to accomplish something in us. So that means, Andrew, that you got to return something to God. Because if he sent it, you got to return it back to him. You got to respond to his email. You got it. 
I know you got it because you got to read receipt. Now watch this. We return blessing through our words, thanksgiving, testimony. Watch this, watch this. Didn't you just talk about it? Witness, witness. So everybody got to be a witness. The Bible says, you shall be a Y'all ain't talking to me. So everybody got to be a witness. So you return blessing to the Father through our words, thanksgiving, testimony, witness, and actions. Now watch this. Our role in the earth, I feel an anointing. Our role in the earth is to proclaim the fact that God's goodness, that God's outstanding goodness is the life of promise that he set for me. So watch this. So watch this. Why? That's why I want you to believe that your year is going to be crowned with goodness because it's your birthright. It's your birthright. Right, let me say this to you again. If you are born again, it's your birthright as a son and daughter of God for your times to be blessed. That, that means your month to be blessed. Your day to be, oh, y'all, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Just because, watch this, just because you go through something don't mean you're not blessed. God, 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 God. Just because you experienced a hardship doesn't mean you're not blessed. Oh, y'all hear, are y'all hear, are y'all hear, do you hear this? Watch this. His promise for us releases his gift for us. I want to now that promise is that promise is right out the Ardelia, right up in that word. It's right up in that word. Where's the promise at? It's at the it's on the heels of the word. It's on the heels of the word. That's why the devil would make sure you never hear the word. Because the promise is it's, it's on the heels of the word. And so his promise releases the gift. In other words, I know you struggle to pray, but the promise is the Holy Spirit. I know you're struggling with impure thoughts, but the promise is purity. I know you might be struggling to get your mind together, but the promise is let this mind, let this mind, not your grandmother's mind, let this mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, 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 so his promise releases the gift. His promise releases the conviction not to condemn you, but to upgrade you. So why does he bring uh, a conviction to you? He, he said, I know you need to ask for forgiveness for that. You need to apologize. You need to do this. You need to do that. He's not trying to condemn you, but he's trying to upgrade you. He's saying you had that phone for too long. You had that phone for too long. The screen's cracked. You need to get an upgrade. The buttons don't work. You can't even hear yourself. You spill water on it. You did all these types of things. It is time for you to get, somebody say upgrade. Come on, somebody say upgrade. Somebody say hashtag upgrade. I've been saved too long not to get an upgrade. I've been here for too long not to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ah, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Somebody say his passion. Jesus, this word is hot. Somebody say his passion. His passion is to make us a joyful carrier. God, that's why, that's why, watch this. That's why he has to deal, listen to me. 
He has to deal with your depression. He has to deal with your anxiety. He has to deal with it because his passion is to make you a joyful carrier of his word. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says this, his word, his word. Somebody say his word. Somebody say his word. No, 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 his word. Say his word. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. Now watch this. That word word means logos. When you interpret it, it means the expressed idea. So God says in the beginning was the word, the expressed idea. God sent the word because the world had the wrong idea. God, y'all just missed that. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Word means express idea. So when you see Jesus, he's the very expressed idea of God. So he sent him, he sent him out the ducket as the world, as the word, because the world had the wrong idea. What am, I, what am I saying? You got the wrong idea about marriage. You got the wrong idea about what it means to be a man. You got the wrong idea about what it means to be a womb man, a woman. You got the wrong idea about family. You got the wrong idea about community. All that's why he says, my thoughts are not your ways. They are higher. He says, he says, watch this. He says, watch this. All of those institutions were God's ideas. So he sends you to be a carrier of the right idea. Then why do you think devil would mess with your mind to give you the wrong so you don't love God because your father's a pastor he gave you the wrong idea why do I need to even serve God when I'm young he gave you the wrong idea so he sends his son and he allows you to experience him through the Holy Spirit so that you can carry. The what? You got it? You got it? Come on, talk to me. The right idea. <laughs> so when you get married, you have the right. So when you raise in your son, you raise him with the right. Oh, you raising your, but dad, I don't feel, you raise him with the right idea. Oh, I'm, this kingdom, see this, this is the kingdom. The kingdom says, I'm going to introduce you to another system, another government. That's why Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. He's saying, so that in order to touch the world, you need something that's out of this world. Oh, I'll say it to you again. My kingdom is not of this world. So in order, to transform the, in order to transform the world, you need something that's out of this world. Selah. So to love God, we must be 
loved by God. Now, let me give you the example. Growing up, my kids don't have any, they didn't, you know, they didn't have any money when birthdays came around. So, Mother's Day, their mother's birthday, Christmas. The father, me, gave them what they needed to love their mother. I just got it. Y'all just got it. My kids didn't have any money. But the father who initiated all of it, gave them what they needed to love their mother. Dad, I want to get mommy this. I'm going to cash app you $100. Dad, I want to get mommy this. I'm going to cash app you $75. Dad, I want to get you this. I'm going to cash app you 200 no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Woo! Just wanted to see if y'all were listening. Just wanted to see if y'all were listening. Y'all listening. Y'all listening. Watch this. Here's what I want you to understand. The Father gives you what you need to love him. That's why he says, give me the sacrifice of enter into my courts with. Oh, let everything that had breath. He gave you what you. That he says, give me, give me a tenth. He said, but, but God, I don't have. He said, all I'm asking you is to give part of what I gave you. God. I would never ask you to give me something that I didn't give you. God, y'all not hearing me. So to love God, we must be loved by God. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. This thing about to get deep. We have been chosen. Now this is, now this is going to really mess you up. Slow down. We have been chosen not because of who we are. You weren't chosen because you could preach. You weren't chosen because you went to Yale. God. You weren't chosen because your mother elevated you above all the other kids. You weren't chosen because of who you are. You were chosen because of who he is. God. See, that cuts out the performance. That cuts out, you got to perform. See, that cuts out the performance. You're thinking that you got to perform to get some body's love. God said, you ain't got to perform to get my love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Wow. Because of, watch this, because of who he is. That's why the Bible says, he that cometh to God must first believe that he When I go before Pharaoh, what should I say? This is what Moses said. Tell him that the I am sent you. 
He said, I am is just a paraphrase of he is. I am says, I am what you need me to be. I am whatever you need me to be. That's how bad God is. That's how terrible God is. That's how awesome God is that he can become whatever you need him to be. Because when you approach God, you are approaching everything. That's why he said, when you approach me, you can ask me for anything. Because when you come to me, you're approaching everything. Because before God said, let us know, before he said, uh, let there be light, he just was. So that means that before he manifested anything, it was all inside of him. That's why when you start stepping into your stuff, you're like, dang, I feel like I already had it. It's already in you because success is an inside job. That's why sometimes God doesn't allow certain people to do anything for you because they would take the credit for it. So he allows you to go through a process, to go through a journey so that you can discover what's inside of you. And when you discover what's inside of you and you maintain that relationship with God, you don't ever have to be mad at anybody. You don't ever have to say, well, I would be better if they did this. But if you saw what God reconciled, if you saw what God tabulated for me, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying to y'all. If you saw how God made up the difference, you would never be angry. In fact, you wouldn't even have time to be angry. Your resentment, your bitterness, your anger, your worry, your doubt, your anxiety are all signs that you got to come closer. Got to come closer. You got to come closer. Because when you come close, Some of that stuff you wouldn't even be asking for. Selah. Amen? I want you to write this in your notes. Crown your year point number one. Watch this. Give yourself time to cohabit with God. I want you to begin as these, these 60 days, because remember, I'm really trying to get you set up for the next 14 months. These last two months in the 12 months of 23. You want to you hit, you want to hit, you don't want to hit the ground running because of a New Year's Eve service. You want to already be in motion. You be like, what happened to her? She disappeared. She in the woods praying. Yup. Yup. So you want to give yourself time to cohabit with God. You want to set aside time to think deeply about God. I recommend that you start with 10 to 15 minutes. And as you take that 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to learn to love God more. You're going to learn to appreciate God more. And you will learn how to spend more time with him, not out of drudgery, but out of love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stillness. Ha, shebo. 
Stillness will bring an upgrade to your peace. Stillness, 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 quietness will upgrade your peace. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still. Now watch this, on the heels of being still, you'll start to know. God, I don't know what to do. Be still. God, God I don't know what decision to make about my child. Be still. God, I don't know how to make the next step. Be still. And being still will open the portals to knowing. Watch this. The Holy Spirit will join you and help you to address worry, anxiety, doubt, and unbelief. Ah. Hey, listen to me. The Holy Spirit will join you to help you address worry, doubt, anxiety, and unbelief. Now here's, let me give you this scripture in Philippians. Amen? Philippians chapter 4. This thing is so profound. Watch this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, be anxious for no thing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests, plural, be known to God and the peace of God. God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard or keep your heart and mind. Now watch this. Then he tells you some more stuff. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, you got to stop meditating on the lie. You got to find out what's true. What's true is that your year is going to be crowned with goodness. What's true is that you're the head and not the tail. What's true is that you are son and daughter of God. What's true is that you're going to live forever. So you ain't got to live scared. What's true? So you got to, he said, meditate on what's true. Jesus. Whatever things are just, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there be any virtue or advantage, if there is any praise, they say, watch this, he said, meditate. He said, keep thinking about these things because all the secular people will tell you this, you become what you think about most of the time. You become what you think about most of the time. Now the Bible says this, as a man thinketh in his, his center of reasoning, his center of reasoning, as he thinks in his heart, so will you be. So whatever you think about, that's what you're going to become. Amen? That scripture right there should set you free. Watch this. And we have to learn how to give ourselves to peace, to rest, and to meditation. It's okay to be tired in the work, but it's not okay to be tired of the work. It's okay to be tired in the work, but it's not okay to be tired of the work. Why am I saying this? Turn to Mark 1, verse 35. Look at the model that Jesus set. 
Watch this. Father, we thank you. Mm. This is the governing, this is the system of the kingdom. Watch this, verse. Mm. I'll start with verse 32. At the evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all that were sick. You see the work? They brought a lot of people that were sick. He was doing the work. They were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35. Now in the morning, now I want you to... <clears throat> For these next 60 days, I want you to pray to God and ask him, God, please help me to take authority over my morning. I'll say it to you again. God, please help me take authority over my morning. Now, the best way to get ready for the morning is to get ready at night, but not just getting ready for work. Watch what he did in the morning. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, that means he needed some time. He went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Here's what I need you to find. I need you to find your place. God, if y'all don't hear me, I need you to find your solitary place. It's called the place of meeting. It's where God is going to meet you every day. If you can't do it every day, start with one day a week. If you, if you want to do more than one day, start with three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I'm telling you, this is the secret to becoming great. You've got to pray. And you've got to get up a great while before day. Watch this, because once everybody else woke up, they wanted his time. Now, those of you that got kids, I'm talking to the mothers, y'all know that. Mommy, where are you? I need to go to camp. I need to, I forgot my book bag. You understand what I'm saying? The demands of the day. Look what happened to Jesus. He went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him, so that means there was more than one. Those who were with him, they were looking for him. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. Why? Because of the demand on his life. Now, here's, the, here's, the, here's, here's, here's something I want to protect you with. When you move into your moment, everyone's going to be looking for you. When you move into your realm of authority, your grace, the, the, the spot that he gives you of influence in the world, people are going to be looking for you because of what you have. Now, here's something that's very interesting. They don't want you. They want your gift. But God. 
God wants you. The people who are looking for you, they want what you can produce for them. Man, when I see this boy, I can get healed. I can get set free from demons. I can be redirected. I can, I can receive good teaching. I can receive good preaching. He's breaking down the kingdom. All of these great things are happening, but God is interested in who you are. God's not interested in what you can do because the gifts and callings are without repentance. Is this making sense for you? So he's modeling how to set up a system that protects you. He's modeling how to set up a system that protects your heart. And that's why you can see people who are so gifted and they go off because they lost that space. The first thing that the enemy will attack, he'll attack your prayer life. He'll make sure you have no devotional lifestyle. He's not concerned about you moving into gifting. He's saying he don't have no devotional lifestyle. He doesn't have the disciplines that will lock him in. And I, and I would assume that Jesus was doing that every day. And, he, and, and, and they had to ask him, teach us how to pray because they always saw him doing it. They saw him modeling how to tap into the Father's heart. Here's what I want you to understand, why these disciplines are so important. Everything we do, everything we do is either an act of worship or an act of war. Spending time with God is a powerful act of worship and a terrifying act of war. I want to say this to you again. Everything that we do is either an act of worship or an act of war. Spending time with God is a powerful act of worship and it is a terrifying act of war. Your intimacy with God intimidates the demonic. The enemy, he hates thankful people. He enjoys misery. He loves grief. He loves sadness. He loves unhappiness, low self-esteem, and anything that keeps us disconnected from God. It's not to say that none of these things can't hit our lives. In the span of four years, my wife and I, we lost three of our parents. So it's not to say that grief doesn't come to hit your life, but the Holy Spirit will come in to make sure you don't stay there. It's okay if you drive down that street, but you cannot stay there because the enemy will take advantage if you stay in that place for too long. So God gives the Holy Spirit to help us fight through. Somebody say fight through and ward these feelings off. And it's, it is that knowledge that he wants us to reach out and take the grave clothes off of somebody else. So when you experience this for yourself, it's easier, it's more natural, community leader, community partner, it's more natural for you to want to lift it in somebody else's life. It's more natural for you to want to lift it in a young man's life, a young lady's life. Am I talking to somebody? I want you to know that raising your kids is an act of war. I want you to know that, that, that making a decision to live for God is an act of worship in war. Committing to your spouse, cherishing your wife, and reverencing and loving your husband is an act of worship in war. 
Because if the enemy can split those institutions, he's saying, I got them. He's saying, I got, a whole, I got a whole pipeline into people's lives. So I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is committed to seeing you connect with God no matter what state your life is in. Is this making sense to anybody? The Holy Spirit, no matter what state you're in, the Holy Spirit is, is committed to manifesting in your life. Now watch this. I want you to realize that the Lord loved you in your worst state. In fact, he saved you when you were in your worst state. You hear what I'm saying? Now this is a bombshell. What you are not endears you to him. God. What you are not, what you have not become, woos him. It endears him. It endears you to him even more because of what you are not, because he longs for you to become his divine intention. That's what purpose is. He longs for you to become what he originally intended for you to be. So he will do anything to get you to become. So God doesn't run from sin. God doesn't run from your bad situation. He runs to you. I want you to realize this, that God can and God will make up for every shortfall in your life. I don't have enough, but God does. God stands in the credibility gap for you. When your credibility is lacking, he says, I'll stand in the gap for you. God will literally make you legitimate. That's what it means for him to cover you. And all of that is done because of his love. And so I want you to understand that much of your life is going to be a conflict between what you have been and what he calls you and what he sees you. And, and, and as you grow, that conflict will lessen. That conflict will decrease, but it's always going to be a conflict between Jacob, I saw, but Israel, that's who you really are. It's going to be a conflict between the trickster, the shyster, and the one he says, I call you the one who will prevail. I'll call you Israel. you got to realize so that you don't give up on God, so that you don't give up on your children, there's always going to be tension between where you are, what God sees, and how he draws you by the Holy Spirit to become exactly what he desired you to become. That's how you know it's him. That's how you know he loves you. That's how you know it's God, because you can say, I saw when, but God sees this. And God will do anything to help you become what he intended you to become. Am I saying something to anybody? Now here's the second thing that you want to write. Crown, crown your year point two and I'm done. You often must ask this question. Who does God want to be for me? Who does God want 
to be for me. I want to say this to you. Once we capture who God wants to be for us, there is a power that flows into our spirit from his own. Who does God want to be for me? Watch this. When you tap into this, defeats, burnout, painful mistakes, fears, inadequacies, all of that evaporates because you have discovered who God is for you, not who you are for yourself, because you're insufficient, but God is all sufficient. So you gotta constantly ask yourself, who is God going to be for me in this moment of life? I'm, I'm experiencing grief or I, I've ex, I'm, I'm sick or I'm battling cancer that's ravaged my body, but who do I want God to be for me in this? I might have lost a child, I might have lost this, lost my job, foreclosed on my home, but who do I want God to be for me in this? That's real. That's how life hits you. You could have lost your grandson, but who do I need God to be for me in this? And he shows us. He shows us. Turn to Ephesians, and it's in a prayer. He shows us. Please, please stay with me. He shows us. Ephesians 1, he says, therefore, 1 verse 15, after I heard of your, your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love in the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, mentioning you in my prayers. Watch this. Now here's how we tap into who God is for us. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So in your situation, he's gonna show you him. Because watch this, when you see him, your stuff going to dissipate. That, that's like, when you see, let me give you this example. If you ever saw God, he doesn't need a money bag, but I'll give you this money bag example. If you ever saw God's money bag, you'll forget about your account. You'll be like, dang, I really don't have anything. You really don't. You really don't. If you, if, if, watch this. God, 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 Moses said, uh, Lord, show me your face. He said, I can't show you my face. No man has seen my face. He said, but there's a spot behind me. And when he, he said, I'm going to show you my hinder parts. So oh, y'all ain't talking to me. He said, I'm going to show you my hinder parts. And when, he, and when he, he said, go, go over there by that rock and hide, and I'm going to pass by you, God. And when he, when he passed by him, that's why he got the revelation for the Old Testament. That's why he got the revelation for the first five books of the Bible. Because he was able to, he, he had a revelation. He revealed to him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He showed him. How many of y'all have ever been through something? And when you go through something, the peace of God can, it, it, it literally overwhelms what you're experiencing. I, I remember my father died about 10 years ago. I didn't think I had any strength to go into the hospital, but the peace of God allowed me to not only go in the hospital, but I smiled at my dead father.
And I rubbed, I took my hand. And we used to call him Bo. I said, Bo, you did good. With tears in my eyes, the son rubbed the father's head and said, you did good. And I could hear his voice saying to me, you got a couple days before you put me down. Put me down right. How do you turn around three days later and preach your father's funeral? It's the peace of God. How do you, how do you, how do you watch your mother get in the car? And I'm trying to speed. Maybe if I speed, we can save him. She says, slow down. It's the peace of God that lets you know your husband for 37 years is gone. It's the peace of God. He's gone, but you can go on. It's the peace of God. That's why you need that place behind him. That's why you, you don't need a place so I can preach. I need a place so I can live. I need a place where I, can, where, I can, where I can learn how to be a good husband, where I can, you can learn how to be a good wife. You need a place where he can say to you, you need to apologize, woman. You need to apologize, man. It's a place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's a place. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spot in him that, watch this, Andrew, when, when nothing bothers you, that you can quickly, Andrew, Tap into peace. That's how you can do the work. That's why people say, well, how do you go on with, watch this, because when you do what God tells you to do, he will always ask you to do some stuff you can't afford. He will, he, he'll ask you to do some stuff and you don't have the money. He'll, but, but the seed of it is already in you. He sent the, he sent the angel mother to, 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 to Mary and said, you gonna have a baby. She said, I know not a man. She said, I ain't never been with a man. I'm a virgin. And you telling me that I'm going to have a baby? And I'm saying to you that you are supposed to birth something. The angel of God through this house this morning is saying that you are supposed to birth something. No matter what you've been through, no matter what your family looked like, no matter what they did to you or did not do for you, you are supposed to birth something. Because when mother and father forsake you, I'm greater than your mother. I needed them to get you here to God, but you're going to need me to get you through here. That's when it becomes real. That's why they need the kingdom. That's why they need to hear this teaching, because that's the real stuff. That I, and, and some of y'all had trouble in your marriages. Some of y'all dipped, some of y'all slipped, but some of y'all said, I'm going to hold on. For God's sake, I'm going to hold on. And you would be a liar if you said everything was perfect. You would be a liar if you said, oh, everything was good with us. No, it wasn't. And everything wasn't good with your kids. Your kids did some stuff. That's why it's called raise them. Because raising somebody is about correction. Did you go to school today, son? Yeah, I went to school, dad. Knowing you didn't. Who's that girl you were? That was nobody. That was just a friend. That was just somebody. But it's God. Somebody say, it's God. It's God. He wants you to know that he's going to call you to do something that you don't have enough. You don't, in and of yourself, you don't have enough to produce what he called you to do. In fact, 
what he called you to do, watch this, is so dynamic that he's going to need you to live forever to, to bring it to pass. That's what he calls eternal life. You think, you think that he's giving you eternal life just so you can be worshiping at the throne for eons? Read your Bible. You're going to be working. Read your book. Work. And work is about worship. That's why to be employed is an act of worship. And it's also an act of warfare. Much of the stuff you see with men killing each other out here, they're not working. I'm not talking about a job. You don't have any work. You don't have any meaningful work. And all their life, they've been told that they're not worth it. And, and some Christians still believe after 30 years of being in church, you come to God and you say, I'm still not worthy. He made you worthy. In fact, he thought you were worth it. How do I know? Because he was slain before the foundations of the world. In other words, he, he was slain before you came out of your mother's womb because he knew you needed his idea. Watch this. And then Ephesians says that you might, watch this, say I might know. Just say, I might know. That I might know the hope of my calling. Watch this. Watch this. The one, don't ever forget that I told you this. The one who gives the most hope has the most authority. The one who gives the most hope will have the most authority. I met a young man at my son's football team. He was a father. I said, why are you yelling at your son like that? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and Janine. He's scared. He was like, you don't know your, you don't know your college counselor. He was, he was yelling at him because he, he was scared that his son would repeat the same lifestyle that he lived in Harlem. But he said, he heard how I was talking to my son. He said, give me your number. Give me your number. The hope, the one who brings the most hope. Remember what we said in the beginning? He fills you with hope. He, watch this, he, he fills you with hope. That's why your neighbors can get happy because they see you. God, you can walk into a classroom. I don't care how much you get paid. I don't care what your, 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 your role is, but because you're there, you bring hope. You could be making cookies and bringing hope. You could be sweeping the block and you bring hope just because you're present. The one who brings the most hope has the most authority. Now I go to the gym. 
And when you go to a little small gym, you meet people that tell you everything. And there was a woman in there, it was about three or four guys, a couple women, and the woman said, when, why won't the men love me? I said, not today. Because <laughs> we talked a lot. She said, she said, no, oh, I'm serious. I said, not today. Why won't the men love me? I dropped the weights. I said, listen to me. You must find the lover. She said, what you mean? You must find the lover. I said this. I said, God said, because remember, they're looking for hope. I said, God said, you are accepted in the beloved. Then she said, who's that? I thought you'd never ask. Then I told her about Jesus. I told her about Jesus, right? And she said, I have all of these books at my house. I never opened them. I have these devotionals. I didn't know what they meant. Faith come by hearing, right? So then she texted me. She said, I went to CLC. I met this woman named Sarah. She walked me through a whole devotional. And she said, the next day I saw her at the gym. She said, I found the lover. Wherever you are, there you go. Wherever you are, so goes God. Why are you waiting for a service? Why are you waiting? They're in the gym. They're in, they're in the gym. They're at the Phillies game. They're everywhere. They need hope. For all you Phillies fan, this is how important faith is. Watch this. New York Times ran an article. At 13, Bryce Harper said, watch me, he said, mother, I am going to be a professional baseball player, and by the time I finish my career, I'm going to make it to the World Series. The, the, the New York Times wrote him up and said, you fool. It'll never happen. You don't have the connections. You don't have the skill set. You don't have any of that. And what I'm saying to you, God is calling you to not only embrace his love, but to live by faith. Stand with me. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Play something, Tim. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you can do better than that. See, when you clap, you stir the anointing up some more. Come on. You, come on. Hallelujah. Stretch. Thank you. Thank you for what's in my spirit today. Thank you for what I'm transitioning to.
God, I bless you. Come on, just bless him. Just bless him. God, I thank you. Two, a minute, a minute, a minute, a minute. God, I love you. God, I, I thank you for what I'm becoming. Come on. I thank you for my next 60 days. I thank you for my spouse's next 60 days. I thank you for my sister's 60 days. Come on. God, we bless you. God, we thank you for goodness. God, we thank you for truth. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on. We leap over the wall. We run through a troop. Come on, by my God. Hallelujah. Marriages are being restored. Families are being restored. Children are coming back home. It's going to line up. It's going to line up. It's going to line up because we declared it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fill me with hope. Fill me with faith. Fill me with love. Fill my home with it. Come on, fill my home with it. Fill my home with the favor of God. Come on. Declare the favor of God over your marriage. Declare the favor of God over your children. Declare the favor of God. Favor, favor, favor. God said, I, God said I'm going to spare you, Solomon, just because of the prayers of David. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hmm. God, we just release the favor of God. We release the goodness of God. We release it upon the headship of the church. We release it upon every member in here. Favor for every family for this next season. Thank you for 40 years, but we pray for the next 40. We pray for the next. We pray for the next. We pray for the momentum to come. We pray for the momentum to come. Come on, the momentum to come in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? Amen. We, Father, we just thank you for anybody here today that is saying, I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for them now. We pray that they have accepted your son into their heart, that you have forgiven them of all of their sin, and that the light has come in, and we declare them this morning as a son and a daughter of God. In Jesus' name we pray, and somebody say amen. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church/giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.